sweet. Okay. So I sound less like a potato now. You are not a potato right now. <laughs> I mean, I am a potato, but I just sound less like a potato. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Four People. My name's Me. My name's Jackie. And today we're going to talk about some experiences of being confrontational. It's not my favorite thing to do. I try to avoid it at all costs. And I'm attributing it to how I grew up. <laughs> I, I don't, I mean, I don't like confrontation either, but I feel like I can be confrontational. I just, I suppose I don't seek out confrontation, but I'm ready for it if it's necessary, but only if I'm ready for it. If something happens and I'm not ready, I just kind of stare and go, what? Excuse me? <laughs> like 150% ready or just, hey, this isn't cool? I can do the, hey, this isn't cool, but the witty remarks and retorts, that usually comes with practice of situations you imagine. You confront with witty remarks. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I suppose so, because you know, sometimes you you see stories that where people just run into situations that they're crazy, and you think about it, and you're like, you know what? If someone said that to me, this is what I would say. You know, <laughs> sometimes things happen, and you don't expect them, and you're like, wait, people do this. <laughs> I don't trust myself to be able to quickly reflex and have bookmark things of retorts. <laughs> yeah, I feel like even if I do prepare for things, I. I'm not really good with words, so they come out wrong sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it backfires. Well, yeah. this is why I don't like being confrontational. I don't trust myself to say or do the right thing. And also, it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> well, anyways, today we have several stories to share. These were actually pre-recorded behind the scenes when we just need to vent to each other. Sort of a little bit like what we just did earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we vent quite a bit sometimes because sometimes <laughs> we just have stories to tell each other that are crazy because sometimes I'll message me and like, hey, I have a really crazy story to tell you later. Um, when we meet up for podcasts, let's chat about it. <laughs> yeah, we hope you enjoy. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so two stories to tell you that I think are hilarious. Kind of terrible, but hilarious anyways. You know, with Boba places, they'll – they tend to make drinks that are just aesthetically pleasing, I suppose. They're very colorful or yeah. just eye-catching, right? Yeah, even so, even the branding and the cup, everything looks nice. Yeah, so the one I went to is in downtown Portland. It's like right across the street from Powell. Like super nice owners and everything. It's called Sui, Sui 2.0. It's, I think it's like a play on H2O, but, you know, boba. <laughs> so... They have photos of some drinks and, and whatnot on their store windows. And there was this couple walking by and they looked at the drink. And one of the drinks, I think, is something called Portland 2.0. And it's like this blue drink. It's I think it's some kind of blue tea. I don't, I don't remember. Um, but, you know, like a lot of these teas are very colorful looking. And it's not – a lot of them are just actually naturally colored to some extent. It's just like a different thing that people maybe are not used to seeing. So <laughs> this guy looks at it. He's just like, this is obscene. <laughs> it's like, that's so weird. Like, Was it like purple or something? Not normal? 
it was just like a blue like a clear blue thing actually let me look it up really quick i don't remember the like the butterfly pt or something like that. i think so it has to be something like that let me see let me look at their menu really quick um (laughs) but it was just so funny how like he just seems so offended by this blue tea um and i think it comes from the fact that he doesn't understand tea culture i think this might be an american thing because i feel like people elsewhere in the world there there's tea tea in so many cultures you know i think america tends to be a coffee culture so there's less of an understanding of tea unless it's herbal tea but even then not yeah. so much you know i mean the, the whole boba tea and even western versus eastern concepts of tea is sort of different so yeah if he's not used to the tea that's popular amongst the asian <laughs> folks i guess i guess so. i could see him being really weirded out but w- w- was he appalled or disgusted <laughs> I, it seemed like he was a little disgusted he was just basically he was just like oh that's obscene kind of like what the heck like why would that's you make so something like rude. this it doesn't matter like what culture yeah, like I, you saying that something looks or smells disgusting is really rude <laughs> yeah so so the portland cloud is an island mixed with sea salt cream so it's just like that white top that that cream top and then it was just like a blue tea or whatever which i don't know i feel like if you're not disgusted by slurpees you shouldn't be disgusted by tea it was just really odd experience so i was just kind of like oh that's that's weird okay whatever i'm still gonna get my boba um so that was today yesterday i think was the weirder experience and i find it very strange in ways that this happened but at the same time i think it brings light to the thought that you know a city like portland that's supposed to be like this liberal bastion (laughs) um still encounters things like this it's not like completely just everyone's a liberal kind of thing so i was at the farmer's market and i was waiting in line to purchase some kale because taryn wanted some soup with kale and i'm like all right i'll make it so then I was waiting in line and there's like clearly marked line, you know, designated with just the chalk and everything. And if you've gone to this farmer mar- farmer's market for the past like season, essentially, you would know there's, you know, everything's designated in chalk um, in front of all these different stands. So I was waiting in line for to, for it to be my turn to be able to pick things. And this older white man and his wife just walks up and like cuts me in line because you know you're trying to keep distance too so obviously there's going to be at least a six feet space between you and the person in front of me yeah yeah so he just like walks in completely oblivious to the fact that i was in line um i think it happens a lot too just because like i'm small and people don't see me but it happens and then his wife notices though he he completely doesn't notice his wife notices and sees me and she says to him i think you just cut in front of this young lady he doesn't even register and kind of look at me. He's just kind of like, whatever. And I just looked at her and I said, it's fine. It's okay. Right? Wow, it's a, what it's, a jerk. I don't, I don't know if he just didn't notice, you know, or he didn't like register what his wife was saying. He's pretty old. I'm Either way, like that's, that's him being rude to his wife. Like, listen yeah, to her. Jeez. Yeah. It gets worse. <laughs> so this specific stand has like four different sections because there's – you know, if there's a lot of people, you just move through each section and they you tell the, the person behind the little glass or plastic panel what you want so they can put it in the thing. Because of the whole COVID thing, right? You can't really touch other vegetables and stuff and like risk contaminating them. So 
I think the sec- the first section was like a bunch of squash and stuff. So it was an interesting interaction. Like he was like, oh, I want like the collards or something. And then the person in section one was like, oh, you just, just have to wait until the next section. Do you want anything from here? It's like a bunch of like some or winter squashes or some potatoes and everything. And he was like, no, I want the collards. <laughs> and then the guy's like, yeah, I understand. You'll just have to wait until you go to zone two and someone will help you out there. Right. And it's just like a, a good minute or two of him just like emphasizing that he wants these greens. And then his wife was like, you have to oh wait until the next session. And then, <laughs> so that goes on. And I pick out my vegetables and all that stuff. And the last section is tomatoes. Um, and this, there was, you know, there's so many varieties of different cherry tomatoes. There's those, like I forget what they're called. There's like sun golds or something. There's sun golds and there's like all these different colored ones, right? So the lady behind the counter was trying to figure out which ones he wanted because he said he wanted, I think, two baskets of tomatoes. And this man, I guess, wasn't very specific. So she's like, "Which can you point out which ones you wanted? And then he's like, oh, the yellow one. So he, she grabbed the yellow one and then – I guess he still wasn't being clear. And she's like, oh, these pink ones? And he's like, no, pink is gay. And then, haha, just kidding. I just had to say that. Oh, my gosh. What the heck? And the look on the woman's face, like, it it turned from, like, you know, normal, helpful to, like, are you f***ing kidding me? Um, And every, I think everyone at that stand, everyone was just like, um, what? And then his wife was just kind of, like, there. And then he eventually got his tomatoes and paid and then left. But I just thought it was the funniest thing slash saddest thing because it's like you live in – I mean, granted, it was Beaverton. But like the Portland metro area, you live in the Portland metro area. Portland, this area tends to be pretty good about – even if you're not, you know, super liberal or whatever – it tends to be you, you tend to understand read the air yeah. yeah i don't know I, read I, the it room, seems man. like the wife is very ashamed but not telling him otherwise that's she's in a i mean it's possible situation. she she's tried you know but he doesn't listen <laughs> it's very but possible they're still together and old i don't yeah. know that whole situation i was like oh that's weird that's really awkward like i i, I think i would understand if that happened while i was living in colorado you know but weirdly enough, no, it, it happened while I was in Portland. <laughs> yeah, I I sort of have awkward story too, but also related to standing in lines at outdoor places. <laughs> I went to this plant community sale thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. It, it happens to be at a park like right across the street from me, so I didn't really have to travel. <laughs> um, so I walked over and had pre-purchased some plants from this vendor and they weren't listed on the vendors list. So she told me that she was at, you know, table seven. So I walked over, but there was like a line of people clustered all over these tables because there weren't really many markings on the ground, like um, at the farmer's market. Yeah. Um, you know, usually where there's there's tape, but there was signs everywhere saying, hey, maintain your distance, be, be aware. So I was like six feet away from a group of people that were talking to this vendor that I needed to talk to but they were just like casually chatting and I'm like um maybe I'll just wait like two more minutes hopefully they'll go away because they picked up plants too and then they kept going for like five more minutes and <laughs> then eventually someone to my side like just swooped in in front of me and started talking to the vendor too and picked up some plants I'm like what <laughs> 
I'm like, what is happening? Like, I, I, I've been waiting here for yeah, ten I think plus minutes now. It's so frustrating when people do that because I think something that's polite that I've seen people do and I've done myself is if you see the person in front of you and it doesn't seem like they're saying anything. Um, I, I've seen people say like, hey, are you are you in line? Are you also waiting to pick up plants or whatever it is that you're waiting in line for? Yeah. You know, and like they acknowledge did not that do, person. They did not acknowledge me at all. And I've clearly been standing there. I mean, there were a lot of people, but like there was one line to this this woman, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I don't know, maybe it's, I sort of blaming the vendor too. Like, why is she just standing there casually talking about her day to these people for like her week or whatever, when there's people that she's making transactions with too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, usually I've, I've been at farmer's markets where like people, um, customers interact with the sellers and, mm-hmm. but the sellers are still very aware of their other customers and trying to help them too. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I, j- I didn't have a really good experience there. Other than that, like everything else was fine. That's that's good. That's also though. yeah. My one of my first interactions outside of COVID, like doing something like that. So I'm like, oh, oh I forgot how to talk to people, and I really don't want to confront people, and it's hot. And yeah, you know what's funny? <laughs> I'm Usually... so awkward. <laughs> no, I don't think you're awkward. I think it's. I don't know if you go through this, but. I feel like generally I'm I'm pretty outspoken. Um, if someone does something that's pretty shitty, I'll speak up. Generally, but that's if I'm prepared to do so. My problem is sometimes I have this expectation of decency from people, and if that's not met, if something goes awry and someone acts in a way that is outside my expectation, I feel like I I'm kind of shocked. I think. Yeah, I feel I felt wronged. Maybe yes. maybe that's what. You, yeah, yep. So you you feel you're like, wait, this was the interaction I expected. Yeah, that was outside, but I wasn't prepared for someone to be as shitty as they are. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm like, not prepared is, to interact with like this. You know, this I don't, is my social contract that we have. Mm-hmm. Why are you breaking it? You're making it awkward for me. I don't want to confront you about it. Yeah. <laughs> I am definitely someone that will absolutely confront someone, but if I'm not prepared, like I guess I'm, if I'm not in that mindset, I kind of try to assume the best of everyone. And I, for the most part, I think that's a good way to approach things. But sometimes when you approach things that way and some asshole takes advantage of that, you know, they in turn see you as a weak person or something, something stupid, you know, and it's just like, no asshole. I just expected better of you and you just showed that you're an asshole and I'm sorry that you have decided to be an asshole today. <laughs> I've had more problems with this lately because um, we go to the farmer's market as well on Saturday morning sometimes. But usually there's X's on the grounds, right? Mm-hmm. And just like you, sometimes people don't care to recognize this and would like try to order ahead of you even though you're next in line. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. We we never met people so rude that they just completely shrug it off. They're, they're yeah. usually just like, oh, oops, didn't realize. Yeah, um, and I, I and think then, that's that's completely valid. I, I like I've yeah. done that myself where it's like sometimes I didn't notice. I don't know what the convention is. And someone's like, oh, excuse me. Like there's a line. Some people are nice about it. And they're like, oh, excuse me. There's a line. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like I didn't notice. And then there's some people that are kind of snooty about it. And they're like, uh, excuse me. There's a line here. You know? <laughs> Yeah, um, so rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mixed yeah. up. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole on purpose, I promise. It's just I didn't notice. But yeah, uh, some people are good about it. Some people are kind of just assholes. 
tell me again? Um, this happened, I think, back in – it was a while ago. This is, like, when I still lived in San Francisco. This is right before – yeah, this is right before I moved out to Colorado. So, essentially, I was just traveling around uh, the eastern part of the United States just for funsies. It was, like, a five-week kind of, like, one-week – in a different city on the East Coast kind of thing, just for fun and just to travel because I worked for a remote company. So I figured, why not? (laughs) So I was in Philly and I had just left a donut shop. (laughs) It was specifically a fancy donut shop. Yeah. It's a place called Federal Donuts. And it I forget which one I went to, but essentially this, this place is known. I think it's owned by Korean family, but essentially they're known for their donuts and their fried chicken. So, of course, I had to go see this donut nice shop. combo. So I started, stayed at this Airbnb in Fishtown in, in Philly. And this Airbnb was great. They had bikes that you could borrow. So, of course, I borrowed the bike. It's summertime. I was biking my way to a donut shop. I was biking home. I had my backpack, which had a box of six donuts in there. And these were their, their fancy kind of like already – glazed donuts and everything they have like all these fancy toppings and stuff on them and in my handlebar in my hand i had a bag of another three donuts (laughs) and these these are the hot these are the hot and fresh donuts that they tossed in different sugars there was like the vanilla cinnamon sugar one and like a lavender sugar one or something it was like very interesting flavor so i was like well i'm not gonna be here for very long. I'm going to be here for a week. So yeah, I'm going to buy all nine donuts. <laughs> Sounds good. So <laughs> I figured I could share them with my Airbnb host, which I ended up doing and they liked them. Yeah. Um, so I was, you know, biking home with my backpack of donuts and like just, and just full of donuts, right? And I see this couple on the side of the road. They're walking and they're arguing like really loud. And I remember specifically thinking – God, these people are so tacky. Just argue in your home like everyone else. <laughs> um, and I was just biking along and I was just like, it's tacky. Just go argue in your home. <laughs> and then it came to a point where this guy, I guess, got really angry and it looked like he was about to hit this woman. So I freak out and I was like, hey, 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 what are you doing? Right. And then right when I said that, they kind of split – the guy just, like, immediately split away from her and, like, they start – and she continued to walk. And then he split away. And then he turned and he looks at me and he's like, you should mind your own business. You don't know who I am. Like, you know, the, the typical <laughs> – the typical thing. And then I'm just, like, thinking, what the hell? Like, you shouldn't be yelling at someone like this. It's fine. Yeah, you don't have to know someone yeah. to know so, that they're – about to do something right bad. It, it's just a matter of like regardless of who you are you shouldn't be trying to physically harm someone um man or woman you know um you shouldn't you just shouldn't do that especially in public i mean you shouldn't do it in private either but in public if there are other people you know i'm going to say something so i was just you know just just on my bike kind of just staring at him kind of like what <laughs> not not recognizing this could potentially be a bad situation it was just a large yeah. tall white man um and he's walking towards me and he's like you don't know who i am like mind your own damn business like you don't know what's going on and i was just like just kind of to myself i was just like yeah i don't but you shouldn't try to hit this woman i just want my donuts in peace now <laughs> yeah 
Essentially. And so he walks towards me and then he gets essentially in my face and he's just like, you don't know what you're talking about. You mind your own business, you f***ing chink. Right. And I was like, whoa, like this. What? <laughs> and this is this is what I like I told you earlier. When I'm not prepared for a situation, I usually don't know how to react to it. I had never been called a racial slur before in my life. And I had like in my 24, 25 years or whatever of life in California, I had never been called a racial slur, not even close. Like people would say things like bitch or, you know, typical swear words that people say. But I've had never, ever been called a chink or anything of the sort. So I was I was in shock. I was like, did this guy did he just call me? Wait, what? (laughs) You know, I was in complete shock and it didn't register to me. And then I just said, instead of being, excuse me, what did you call me? I just said, I was trying to see if she was okay. And then I shout out to the woman who had been walking in the opposite direction, but still visible and she hadn't been walking too far. So I said, ma'am, are you okay? (laughs) She didn't say anything, kept walking. I was like, all right, that's fine. That's all. Like, this is all I can do at this point. Uh, she will have to handle it on her own or whatever. I probably should have called the cops, but, you know, like, adrenaline go in. Like, this man is large. And afterwards, when I talked to a friend about it, I realized that, you know, it's possible he could have shot me or stabbed me or whatever. Like, I don't know who this person is. Like, I, I didn't know who he was, right? Um, so possible harmful situation. But the thing I think is the funniest is I think he realized that, you know, he was probably, I don't know, 5'8 to 5'10. And it's just this large man just staring down at this 5'2. Tiny little Asian woman. 5'2 woman with her backpack. I look like a child. Like, I still, people still mistaken me (laughs) as like a 16-year-old sometimes, and I'm 30 at this point. Um, So I can't imagine how young I looked at 25 (laughs) you know it's only five years but you know it looks probably still young you know didn't have makeup on or anything I'm carrying a backpack out of all things um with donuts on a really old bike so I probably look pretty young so I think he realized that it probably looks pretty bad you know (laughs) just this man hovering over this little girl um and he starts walking away and he's like you should mind your own business and then he says you're lucky I don't know who your husband is or else I would beat him up and then what the heck? And then for a moment, for a moment, I was going to shout back at him because I'm snarky and sarcastic. I was going to shout back at him, jokes on you, buddy. I don't even have a boyfriend. But <laughs> I decided that uh, escalating the situation would not be a good idea. So I just biked back home with my donuts and ate them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was an interesting situation. And that was the first time I was called a racial slur. And honestly, within those five weeks, I had been called so many different things and faced so much random racist, sexist behavior in those five weeks alone compared to like my 24, 25 years of life prior to that moment or prior to those five weeks. It was it was very strange. I have a story from when I was maybe in second grade. There was this kid, his last name started with a B, so he always sat in front of me. And we did like a baseball day for our class at a park that was nearby our school. And we were lining up to hit the ball in alphabetical alphabetical order by our last name. Um, And he wasn't sitting in the correct spot. So I told him like, hey, 
you're sitting in the wrong spot. You need to sit over here. And then he was being a little bit difficult with me. But mm-hmm. he's he's usually the class bully, you know? So it was uh-huh. pretty big of me to say, yo, you're doing it wrong. Just because I knew the rules. If I knew the rules, mm-hmm. I could tell him, like, hey, you should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it surprised him so much. Like, he started crying. I'm <laughs> what? like, what? Like, why do I feel like I'm the bully when I'm literally following the rules? And then his mom happened to be there because she was chaperoning too. Yeah. And I'm like, what the heck? Now she thinks I am this terrible kid to make her son cry. So I still I still feel that these days. <laughs> Wait, so did, did the mom say anything to you? She just gave me a dirty look and like took him away from the bench to the back in the bleacher area and started comforting him. I'm like, what? He's the one who was the class bully. And for me to, you know, I'm usually quiet. I'm I'm pretty shy and I I don't say much, but like I knew that he was wrong and I Uh told him that he was in the wrong spot. And he, and he cried and he's and he, he, he trying to fight me back. And I'm like, no, like these are the rules. And, you know, I pointed down the line, everyone's names. And he, and he started crying. <laughs> that, that's shocking to me. I don't that, know why he started crying. I, maybe it's because he, he hurt knew his, his feelings. Yeah. Well, he's the one that hurts everyone's feelings all the time. And, and I literally just told him how it was. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> people that are bullies can never take – like, they can dish things, but they can't take it back, you know? I wasn't bullying him, though. I was just telling him that he was wrong. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you spoke out against him. So, you know, that's why he went running to his mama, and his mom was like, oh, my sweet baby boy, he didn't do anything wrong. He's not a bully. These kids are bullying him. I wonder if he's coddled at home or something. Yeah. I remember being equally shocked and pissed off. I'm like, you're kidding me. (laughs) You're crying right now. You make other people cry every other day of the week. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, the... Do you remember the manager I told you about that was not great (laughs) (laughs) at a previous job? Not my direct manager, but the manager that managed all of us. Um, Yeah. But uh, apparently, she is known for making pretty much everyone cry and then someone someone sneakily told me that apparently the one time that someone had made her cry was my boss like it wasn't like he said anything mean it was just like he said straight facts and she couldn't take it and she cried oh my gosh (laughs) so bullies yeah I laughed. I shouldn't have taken joy in that, but I did because the the boss that I had before he left, he was amazing. So the fact that he – it's not like – he's not a mean person at all, like at all. Um, so if he could make someone cry just because he says something that is correct, like a- factually accurate, it goes to show how much that lady was a bully. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. I don't know. I Maybe – Maybe it's because I was never a bully. <laughs> I don't understand the bully mentality. Like, what? Can you tell me a little bit about how you had conversations politically with some friends? Or I guess with Taryn. Let's start with Taryn. Um, I think, so Taryn and his family, since we come from different backgrounds, and his family is, I would say, like upper middle class. They're pretty well off. My family was not. <laughs> Um, I would say, I mean, I guess I'd lump us into middle class because it's not like we were, I don't know, just suffering terribly kind of thing. So I think that's given us different perspectives on life. And 
that comes out a lot in the way we think in our conversation. And there are certain things where I think I don't remember a specific topic right now, but there are certain things he has a specific perspective. And I think when I talk to him about things, it makes sense to me as I learn more about him and how he grew up and who he is as a person. It makes sense to me why he thinks a certain way. It's not that if he thinks something that if you look at it at face value, it seems like it's not very caring. It looks like it's, you know, kind of selfish. I don't think at its core he is that way. I think it's a matter of just the way that he grew up and this is what shape has shaped his perspective. And maybe he hadn't had that perspective before, but now that, you know, he's dating a person that has experienced something different and I bring into the the conversation a different perspective it's like okay I can see why you think that way maybe I don't necessarily agree with you sometimes but you know this is I can see where you're getting your perspective and how that's formed your opinion (laughs) I can tell you about certain things about uh about uh, this might just be a Terran thing and slash just growing up in different situations it's not so much a debate but i've told you a couple times i'm sure that lake story of how he said we're going to the lake oh yeah and you know i my friends didn't grow like we don't swim for fun (laughs) yeah i like i used to go to the beach with my mom you know and we pack sandwiches in our little cooler and you know you dip your toes into the cold ass san francisco water (laughs) <laughs> and that's pretty much it. I had a swimming pool, I think, for a bit when I was a child. But um, Taryn grew up in Hawaii, though, so obviously there's a lot of places to swim because <laughs> you're an island. <laughs> Since his family, especially when he grew up, too, um, they're pretty well off, so they could do summer activities that I didn't do as a kid, like going on boats <laughs> and doing things like wakeboarding. I had no idea what that was until recently. Um <laughs> Yeah, that time we went to the lake, he was like, all right, we're going to the lake. And I I don't know. I just wore normal clothes because that's what I used to do when I went to a lake with friends. Like, we didn't go swimming. We sat by the lake and looked at how pretty the lake was. Or like had a picnic or something? Yeah, essentially just a picnic. And you like you dip your toes, move in the water for a little bit. You don't go swimming. Like, that's not a thing. <laughs> right? And I still remember he came over to my house and he had a duffel packed and everything with all his swim stuff. And I was wearing combat boots black jeans a black shirt uh and like a black sweater i was just dressed in all black it's for no specific reason i just like black (laughs) so got there and then i realized that we're going onto a boat and he didn't mention this to me didn't have any swim clothes didn't have shorts i had sunglasses but that's pretty much it um, and his friends are nice and they were like oh well i have some other swim stuff you can use but like it's gonna be wet I didn't know them that well, so I didn't want to just wear someone's random swim Wait, clothes. Wait, did he? Did you know that what was in his duffel when he came and no, picked you up? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah Small I, details. He assumed yeah. that you knew exactly what you guys were yeah. doing. Yeah. And I don't know. I I feel like I I don't know. I didn't. I had no idea what he was carrying that bag because I was like, maybe it's for a friend or maybe I don't know. Like my assumption was if he thought I was missing something he would say so be like oh where's your swim closer aren't you gonna bring anything you know exactly 
Or, I mean, he could have assumed you're wearing it underneath your clothes. Sometimes people do that too. But I don't know, jeans and a t-shirt aren't usually what you would wear over a bathing suit. Yeah, especially not combat boots. Like, it's, no. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he just thought you were being stylish. I don't know. He didn't judge. (laughs) It's just silly. But we got into an argument about it because, well, by argument, it was mainly like I got mad at him and I yelled at him. But pretty much I was like, I don't understand. Like, why didn't you tell me to pack these things? And he said he didn't understand why I didn't pack these things because we were going to a lake. And that's <laughs> when when it came out that we had very different experiences growing up and going to lakes and stuff. Because, you know, like I remember probably going out to the lake maybe like once or twice as a kid in the Bay Area. And, you know, unless you're going to like – Tahoe or something. Even in Tahoe, I feel like you kind of just camp by somewhere. Most people and go, go hiking around, or I don't know. When you say you go to, you're when you're going to Tahoe, people don't immediately think the lake. Not, yeah. not that. Not for me, at least. Maybe it's because I've only gone during winter. <laughs> yeah. um, but even then, I know a lot of people go hiking during the summer and spring. So I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, it, it was just it was a funny conversation where it was very apparent that we grew up very differently. So I think we have gotten to a point where when we experience new things or we go to new things, like he'll tell me what to bring if it's something that's unusual. And I will specifically ask him, is there anything I should bring to this occasion? <laughs> or yeah, yeah, or what are you bringing? <laughs> yeah, so we'll be a lot more explicit with each other. Um, so we've gotten better at communication there. But I think that was like one of the first times where I think it was a very eye-opening experience of like how different people can be kind of thing. Um, And it's come across in a lot of our conversations about certain things too. A lot of the times we'll have different views on certain things because I think directly because of how the way we grew up. You and Logan like to uh, compare who was who grew up poor. (laughs) Yeah, I guess both me and Logan grew up not wealthy uh, he grew up on like a, a church camp and I grew up in northern California and we always joke at who was actually poor and it just spirals into I, it's mostly comedic but we say like um, did you grow up watching the magic school bus because I like <laughs> making some references about Miss Frizzle you know yeah and he's like what you had tv <laughs> <laughs> I'm like PBS was a is a free channel. He's like I didn't even have TV. I'm like what? I think my favorite one that you guys have told me is like, wait, you grew up with a floor? Like you grew up with carpet? Carpets for rich people. Yeah, <laughs> you had carpet. Carpet can be expensive though. Like the plush, like that uh really fluffy. Carpet. Yeah, there's different really qualities. We've been home searching recently, and the most cheapest packages usually for the standard build it comes with the cheapest carpet and it's doesn't really look really nice and doesn't feel that great but that's their their default but if you wanted wood it would cost more money so it turns out it's actually Mm. i guess you could have not carpet you can just have like the floorboard (laughs) get like splinters when you're walking (laughs) wellington stop it Leave me alone. Go sleep or something. I don't even know how to swim because I don't go to water. Who who goes to water to have fun? (laughs)